liftoff and the clock has started. This is 20 minutes you'll never get back. And that was this episode's announcer, Karen, from Moline, Illinois. Thanks very much for doing that, Karen. And she is correct. This is 20 minutes you'll never get back. My name is Doug Prezak, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in to this particular episode. I know you have options and podcasts, and you've chosen this one at least at this particular moment. So, as always, I appreciate it, and welcome to the show. Okay, I'm going to start off the episode with this. I'm recording this on Saturday, November the 7th. We have been through a long, long, long election process for the next president of the United States. I'm not going to get political on you here. I really don't care who you voted for, and I know for a fact you don't care who I voted for. But the democratic process has played out. People cast their votes. The votes have been counted, and we now have a new president. So congratulations to President-elect Joe Biden. And everybody else who didn't support him, let's just keep the peace, okay, and move on to a, a new uh, future here. And for God's sake, let's uh, end the pandemic so we can all do things that are fun again. All right, there, I'm off my soapbox, and uh, we need to get into another episode here. And I, again, because it's been wall-to-wall coverage, and I'm, frankly, I've been sitting there watching the uh, the news coverage for five days here, waiting to see what happens. I've been a little less than motivated to uh, get uh, a podcast recorded. Adding to my lack of motivation, my wife or my executive producer, as you know her, she's uh, visiting Northern California this week, and I'm stuck down here in Southern California with the felines staring at me. And uh, she, you know, want to make sure I was okay. She said, "Do you have things to do while I'm gone?" I said, "Yeah, I've I've got a lot of projects here. Look, look, I've got a whole list. I can get these things knocked out while you're gone." It'll be easy peasy. Okay, the truth be told, that uh, list I had uh, made it as far as the coffee table and the family room. I fold it in half, and I'm using it as a coaster under my can of Coke Zero uh, while I was watching election coverage returns. But I said to myself, Doug, your people, they're waiting. They want their next podcast. They have 20 minutes. They don't know what to do with. They want to listen to something stupid you have to say. So I decided to uh, get up and get uh, a podcast recorded. So I wandered down the hallway. I sat down in the recording booth and I was thinking, okay, podcast, podcast, subjects, what should we talk about? Now, just to show you how easily distracted I am, I'm sitting here saying, podcast, I need to come up with a topic. What's going to be informational, kind of funny? Ooh, I didn't get the mail yesterday. So (laughs) I got up and I went out and I uh, went down to the mailbox And while I was down there, I had to step off of the sidewalk, off the curb to open the mailbox and then step back up onto the sidewalk. And I said, wow, that's like the smallest staircase ever. Hmm. Now I have a topic. Now, about now you're saying to yourself, oh, Lordy Almighty, is he really going to talk for 20 minutes about stairs? Well, come on. You tuned in. You knew this was 20 minutes. You were never going to get back. So you might as well just sit back, (laughs) relax and enjoy my little riff on stairs. You might learn something. Actually, some of the stuff is kind of interesting. So, all right. (laughs) Yes, stairs. Oh, come on. At least give me a chance. It's already been three minutes and 50 seconds. So, you know, what's just another like 16 minutes, less, less, less than 16 minutes. I'm going to give you some time back at the end. So don't hit the stop button. Don't change the channel. Hang in there. You're going to like it. 
I did some research so you don't have to. It's the history of stairs. All right, in the history of stairs, they first emerged, obviously, as a solution to a problem. The earliest staircases date back to when the first human structures were ever created. Most staircases took the form of either flat rocks or logs that were stacked to allow easier access to a home, typically a cave. You know, Caveman Joe had to go down and visit Caveman Bob, and there was a hill between the two, and Caveman Joe got tired of sliding down the hill on his keister, so they decided, hey, let's put some logs or flat stones here and make some stairs, make it easier to climb. There you go. That's how it started. There's also references in uh, literature that stairs represented sort of a quick and a safer way to escape danger. And before industrialization, you know, stairways would typically be found in highly trafficked portions of the woods or someplace. Um, they were created in locations where someone might have to, needed to get over an obstacle and didn't want to spend time going around it. <laughs> you know, I don't know, a big rock climb over the rock, I whatever. Eventually, the staircases became a bit more ornamental while they still maintained their, their functionality. Uh, there were the staircases of the pyramids of Egypt and the pyramids of the Mayan temples. There were uh, also staircases in China. As a matter of fact, in China in 55 BC, the first granite staircase believed to be created led to a sacred mountain, which suggested that the stairs were also used to ascend to certain sacred areas for religious purposes. Staircases would often be built towards the sky which indicated for many cultures getting closer to the heavens. All of these sort of designs suggest one thing, that even though they were different parts of the world, they were all moving towards the divine and the sacred, reaching various heights. All right, a few hundred years later in the history of stairs, it's believed that the spiral staircase actually resulted from military practices as they allowed a sort of a strategic position to defend the castle. Now, you know what I'm talking about. You've seen pictures of the castle, that whole spiral staircase going up and down the, the turrets there. Well, these spiral staircases and the railings were built in order to give the soldier placed at the top an advantage. Uh, so, therefore, by extrapolation, we could say the soldier at the bottom were at a disadvantage. Because of this design, the soldier at the top uh, would have space on his right-hand side and his, his sword-bearing hand to swing freely uh, with all kinds of space, while the soldier working their way up the stairs were limited with his right arm movement because it was up against the wall. I guess the lesson here is that if you're an attacking army, you should get a lot of left-handed soldiers, but I don't think they thought about that. So that was one of the, uh, the advantages of the spiral staircase. In addition to that, the attacking soldier coming up from the bottom would be at a disadvantage because he was lower than the sword-swinging soldier at the top, and as he worked his way up the stairs, his head was usually just about at the sword-swinging level, if you catch my drift. Uh, also, the lack of handrails that was not a casual thing. The aim was to be able to push the opponent over the edge of the stairs and go hurling to the ground. I I added that part just for dramatic effect, hurling to the ground. The early staircases used to occupy a whole lot of space, considerable amount of space in the uh, construction of a building. 
But with time, the aesthetic value uh, decreased due to the lack of space available. And the way uh, balusters were designed, where they were placed, the intricacy of the designs and the materials used to build the staircases changed as modernization stepped in. There was uh, more freedom for the designers in the use of a variety of raw materials. Uh, Metal and other wrought iron was used to build the stairs and the balusters. And that sort of moved away from the conventional wood or granite or stones or other things like that. And then modernization reared its ugly head. Elevators and their discovery changed how stairs would be looked at. Now, elevators had been around for a long time, going way back to Egyptian times and hoisting stones and things like that. But uh, they were all used with ropes and pulleys. But the elevator for people didn't arrive until the mid-1800s. And in 1852, Elijah Otis future Otis elevator, introduced the safety elevator, and that prevented the fall of the cab if the cable broke. Now, he demonstrated it at the uh, New York Exposition in the Crystal Palace as sort of a dramatic, death-defying presentation, and the first such passenger-carrying elevator was installed in New York City uh, in March of 1857. Now, interestingly enough, the first elevator shaft actually preceded the first elevator by four years. In 1853, the foundation building in New York included an elevator shaft in the design, and that's because architect Peter Cooper was confident that a safe uh, passenger elevator would soon be invented. The shaft was cylindrical in shape because Cooper thought it was the most efficient design. Uh, Later, Otis designed a special elevator just for the building. The Equitable Life Building uh, in New York, completed in 1870, was thought to be the first office building to have passenger elevators. But look out elevators, there's something new in the horizon. It's a change of the landscape for stairs as we know it. And we're going to talk about it right after this break. Don't go away. See, I told you this stuff was informational and yet also entertaining. We'll be right back. Kills odors, kills odors, kills odors, kills odors. Airwick, Airwick, a great new discovery. Onion odors, even stale tobacco odors, every kind of household odor has to vanish quick. Cause Airwick kills odors, Airwick kills odors, kills odors, kills odors, kills odors, kills odors. Say ladies, when you're expecting visitors, do you have to open all the doors and windows to freshen up the place? Not if you have a bottle of Airwick in the house. Airwick is the amazing new discovery that makes the air in stuffy rooms country fresh. Next time you're having guests, keep the air free from cigarette smoke and stuffiness by placing Airwick in the room. You see, Airwick is pure and odorless. There's no muss, no fuss. You just uncap the bottle and pull up the wick. That's Airwick, A-I-R-W-I-C-K. Kills odors, kills odors, kills odors, kills odors. Oh, there were so many things wrong with that commercial. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, that's what it was like back in 1946. Hey, ladies, kill all that cigarette smoke in your house and onions and good old Airwick kills odors. Okay, let's get back uh, to what happened with stairs. I told you this is riveting stuff. The uh, world of stairs took a huge leap with the invention of the mobile stairs, or as we call them, escalators. 
Now, if you don't know, but I legally, I need to point this out, an escalator is a moving staircase with steps that carry people up or down using a conveyor belt and tracks, keeping each step horizontal for the passengers. I, I probably did not have to do that legally, but it, it sounded official, didn't it? The escalator actually began as a form of amusement rather than a practical mode of transportation. Now, the first patent related to an escalator-like machine was granted in 1859. Did you really know they went back that far? Come on, be honest with me. I did not think it went back that far, but it did. 1859 was granted to a Massachusetts man for a steam-driven unit. On March 15th, 1892, Jesse Reno patented his moving stairs, or the inclined elevator, as he called it. In 1895, Reno created a novelty ride at Coney Island in New York. From his patented design, a moving stairway that elevated passengers on a conveyor belt at a 25-degree angle. The escalator as we know it was redesigned in 1897 by Charles Seeberger. He created the name escalator from the word scala, the Latin word for steps, and elevator, a word for something that, well, had already been invented. Seeberger partnered with the Otis Elevator Company to produce the first commercial escalator in 1899 at the Otis factory in Yonkers, New York. A year later, the Seeberger Otis wooden escalator won first prize at the 1900 Paris Exposition. It was a World's Fair held in uh, Paris. Meanwhile, the success of Reno's Coney Island ride briefly made him the top escalator designer. He started the Reno Electric Stairways and Conveyor Company in 1902. Seeberger then sold his escalator patent rights in 1910 to Otis Elevator, which also bought Reno's patent a year later than that. Otis went on to dominate the escalator production by combining and improving the various designs. Now, although Otis continued to dominate the escalator business, the company lost the product's trademark in 1950 when the U.S. Patent Office ruled that escalator had become a common term for a moving stairways. The word lost its proprietary status and lost its capital E which is why escalator now is spelled with a lower case E. See, you didn't know that either, did you? We all know escalators are used all over the world to move people up and down the stairs. They're able to move large numbers of people and can be placed actually in the same physical space as a staircase. Safety is always a major concern in escalator design because clothing can get tangled in the machinery and kids with their loose shoestrings can get uh, their shoes gobbled up by an escalator. Now, here's some common myths about escalators. Now, myth number one, the steps could flatten out and cause people to slide down. The truth is each step is a triangular structure consisting of a tread, a riser, and support on a track. They cannot flatten out. Myth number two, escalators move too fast. Escalators actually move at half the normal walking speed, which is 90 to 120 feet per minute. Myth number three, escalators can reach out and grab you. Oh, I have never heard that one. That's ridiculous. All right. Myth number four, an escalator standing still is just as good as a set of stairs. 
As we all know, escalator steps aren't the same height as stairs, and using them as if they were increases your risk of falling and tripping. And lastly, at any given time, only 18% of the 23 escalators on Las Vegas Strip are fully functioning. Escalators in Las Vegas. Ugh. All right, let's close out this episode with some more information about stairs, just what you wanted to hear. The longest railway in the world is the Nissan Mountain Railway in Switzerland. Uh, there are 11,674 steps in all, and it's only possible to hike them one day a year during the Nissan run. It's a only a two-mile run, but there's 5,475 feet of altitude to climb. The official length of the Great Wall of China is 13,000 miles, but just along one 26-mile stretch is the official course of the Great Wall of China Marathon. In that, it includes 5,164 steps. The Spanish steps are one of Rome's most recognizable attractions. They've been featured in many films. The staircase has 135 steps, and it was inaugurated in 1725 by Pope Benedict Thirteenth. And what's the tallest staircase in North America? I'm glad you asked, even though you probably didn't. It's the Manitou Incline, which is located in the town of Manitou Springs, Colorado, just outside of Colorado Springs. The Manitou Incline was once a very steep railway that ran nearly 2,000 feet up Pikes Peak Mountain Range. It was once used to haul supplies up the mountain, but after a rock slide took out the tracks in 1990, just the railroad ties remained and ever since then, people have been tempted to see how fast they can climb those stairs on the side of the mountain. The incline features 2,768 uneven stairs that run nearly a mile long. And in case you're wondering, that's more stairs than the Empire State Building. The ascent up the mountain results in stairs that are at a 45-degree angle and 68 degrees during some of the stretches. Alrighty, that will do it for this episode. And what have we learned? Well, we learned that in eight minutes and 22 seconds, you learned a whole bunch more about stairs you didn't know. We learned if you're going to be in a sword fight uh, in a castle on a spiral staircase, make sure you're the one on top. And lastly, we learned that escalators start out as an amusement ride. And I've been to a couple malls where I think they still are. That will bring episode 22 to a close. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. I do appreciate it. And I will talk to you next time on 20 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. Bye-bye. Hi, it's me again, Doug. I want to take up a couple more seconds of your time just to remind you, if you want to stay informed of when uh, the next podcast is posted, all you need to do is sign up at uh, on that Instagram machine, it's at 20MYNGB, 20MYNGB, and that means 20 minutes you'll never get back. Uh, if you sign up there, you'll uh, always see when the next podcast is uploaded. And if you want to leave some comments, by all means, please do go to the uh, website at 20minutespodcast.com. So it's 20minutespodcast.com, and uh, you can... Uh, Leave your comments there. It also tells you how you can be an announcer for the show. So take take a look at those two things if you'd like and stay informed. And I'll, as always, thank you very much for listening to uh, 20 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. Bye-bye. <laughs>